YouTube, WTF Politics, and other stuff too. I am Vic. Uh, let's get started with uh, the news today. Uh, today we're going to cover President Biden's CNN town hall from the 16th, uh, VP Harris's comments on no COVID plan, strategy, or stockpile, and minimum wage and satirical news that people seem to take as real news. Okay, beginning with Biden's town hall on the uh, 16th, hosted by CNN's Anderson Cooper, the ever-loving liberal President Biden gushing, quote-unquote, news anchor. Yes, he was gushing over Biden, and uh, it was quite obvious and actually made me want to vomit. A few things about this town hall that were interesting to me is they claim the audience was uh, packed with uh, quite a cross-section of uh, individuals. I'm not sure if that's true, because it seemed like most of the people were either Biden voters, or they didn't specify whether they voted for uh, Trump or Biden. And I do recall one Trump voter, which didn't get a warm reception. But uh, one thing is, the audience seemed to be reading from uh, cue cards, and uh, just the format in which the questions were posed seemed a little little fishy to me. It seemed like they were prearranged, so does that mean Biden had the questions beforehand? Uh, based on how he answered stuff, I would say yes, because he doesn't stumble and mumble like he usually does in an impromptu press conference or when impromptu questions are posed to him. And the other thing I found interesting was that uh, anytime Biden did kind of stumble a little bit, he would look to Anderson Cooper for assistance where Cooper would just jump right in and help with the answer. One of the things uh, I want to touch on is, well, a few things I'm going to touch on. But he claims the nation is not divided. Really. The nation is not divided. What planet are you living on? Think the nation right now is more divided than it's ever been. Um, it's very sad that we're divided this way. It seems we're dividing along racial lines, economic lines. Whether you're an environmentalist, whether you're not. I mean, you pick a political topic and we're all divided along it. And it seems to just really be tearing this country apart. Um, it's very sad. Uh, he discusses white supremacy in his uh, town hall. And of course, the only groups of people he mentions are police officers and military, or I should say former police officers, former military. I'm just curious as to why he's singling those two groups out when it regards to white supremacy. Um, he fails to mention about the Democratic Party and white supremacy who supported the KKK. Um, hell, back in the, uh, in the 70s when Biden got into politics, which he claims he got into politics because of the KKK and white supremacy. But back to the 70s, you know, Biden was one of the strongest opponents of integrated busing. In other words, taking disadvantaged children from poorer neighborhoods and busing them into uh, better neighborhoods so they could get a better education where they didn't have to worry about their safety at school and They were in schools with like-minded people that wanted to get an education But you know, he kind of led the way along with the Democratic Party to try and stop that from happening So I don't want to talk about uh, or I don't want to hear him talk about you know white supremacy and How it's bad considering that uh, you led the way for it back then Touching on the stimulus real quick here, he talks about how this new stimulus package is going to create 7 million jobs. Really? 
I would love to know where these 7 million jobs are, what they're going to be. Are they going to be the same 7 million shovel-ready jobs that Obama promised back then and didn't deliver? I mean, I don't understand how one bill can create 7 million jobs this year. I just, I'm baffled. I am dying to see the data on this. What supports that? I mean, th I mean that's just amazing. You would be the greatest president ever if you create 7 million jobs over one bill. It'll be interesting to see. Um, uh, I'm anxiously waiting for it. And also, discussing the stimulus, Biden states that, you know, for the first time in his career, there's a consensus among uh, economists, left, right, center, up, down, spin around, including the IMF, Europe, um, overwhelming consensus that to grow an economy in a year or two or three down the line, you know, that we can't spend too much. We can't spend too much. Did you catch that? Then Biden turns right around. Now is the time to spend. Now is the time to go big. So everyone's telling you not to go big, but you're going to do it anyway. Biden also states that he managed the last round of stimulus. Of course, he backtracked right away. But really, you're going to make that kind of a statement that you managed the last stimulus? Uh, did you forget for a moment that we remember when the last stimulus came out and that uh, you really had nothing to do with it? Uh, give it a rest. It was... Ugh. This guy is a... He, he's just a very, I guess, forgetful liar. He forgets that we will look this stuff up. I mean, he has a history of lying about his education, career, etc. And he's been called out about it. I mean, you can look this stuff up easily online. Uh, it's just, he's just freaking ridiculous. It's one thing that kind of stood out for me with that statement about uh, managing the last stimulus is as soon as he made that statement and just before he backtracks, the audience seems to applaud him. Um, if there was quite the cross section of people in there, I would, don't think we would have heard so much applause for something everyone knows he did not do. So, again, it tells me that it's packed with Biden supporters and minions, uh, which is not surprising. I'm sure it happens all the time. A question came up during the uh, town hall about the vaccines. And now Biden is making a claim that uh, by the end of July, uh, America should see 600 million vaccines that will be available to us all. Okay, that's a lot of vaccines. Um, you know, given that time frame, you know, time to ramp up and get it out there. Let's see, 600 million vaccines for a population of 330 million. I'm curious to what's going to happen to the other 270 million vaccines. Are they just going to hold on to it and stockpile it? Or are they going to just give it away to other countries like we seem to give away so much before we actually help out our own people. We'll have to wait and see to uh, see what happens with that. Biden also makes the claim during this town hall that uh, there wasn't a vaccine when he came into office. Um, not true. Gotta call bullshit. Because uh, we all saw you get the first round of vaccines in December and then you got the second dose on January 11th which if, uh, let's see, looking at a calendar, the normal person can conclude that that is bullshit because you got vaccinated almost a week and change 
before you took office. So you also make the claim that there's little or no guidance from the previous administration on priority of who gets vaccinated. You're using the last administration's uh, strategy of getting the vaccine out by leaving it up to the states because the states are organizing the rollout and prioritizing who gets what when, um, as it was under Trump. And, you know, each state is a little bit different, so they're going to set the order of precedence. So why are you complaining about it when you really have no plan as to how to get things done? So why don't you just uh, close your hole on that one? We all know it's bullshit. All right, and let's see. We're also talking about school and getting these kids back into school. You want to get more teachers. You want to get more, you know, smaller classes, which uh, was really funny when uh, you're talking about school openings and how the schools are going to be open But you threw your own press secretary under the bus about uh, you're counting school as open, even if it's for only one day a week. Of course, you claim miscommunication, but we all know you threw her under the bus because nobody there is on the same page. Or you changed your uh, mind and backtracked like you usually do. You were speaking to a mother and child. They were worried about vaccinations. The child in particular, of course, you know, kids are scared. You know, they don't fully understand it. And she asked... uh, what happens if I get it? And of course, you, President Biden, told this young lady that uh, you know, as being a child, she is in the least likely to get it group, uh, which is true. That's fine. You know, you gotta sometimes soothe the children, and that children really can't transmit it to adults, and adults won't transmit it to children. Um, which I'm pretty sure that's some BS, but okay. But if that is the case, then why can't we open up those schools, considering there's usually only one teacher in the classroom? So what do we have to worry about there? Um, I understand you want to put this girl's mind at ease so she's not so scared. and But don't lie. Just give her the facts. That's the problem. We coddle people too much. Just give them the facts and let them deal with it. Biden was posed a question about uh, getting the vaccine into black neighborhoods and helping uh, black Americans get uh, vaccinated. And he says he wants to get one million doses a week into the toughest neighborhoods. So are we saying black neighborhoods are the toughest neighborhoods? You decide. million doses a week in the black neighborhoods. Okay, that's that's great. Really didn't answer how he's going to do it. Um, he goes on to mention that in those type neighborhoods, black neighborhoods or Hispanic neighborhoods, You know, people don't know how to register. They don't know how to get online and uh, register for a COVID vaccination. Really? If you live in a black or Hispanic neighborhood community, you don't know how to get online? Okay, that sounds a little racist to me, but okay. And Anderson Cooper tries to bail him out saying how uh, confusing it is on how to register. If you're that confused, go to the library, pick up a phone, ask a friend. You know, it's not that difficult uh, to figure out. Now, granted, each state is different, but it's going to be relatively the same. You know, everyone should be putting out the same message. Um, You know, this is the priority and how you register to get a vaccination. But to say that if you live in one of these two neighborhoods, you don't know how to get online, register, that's just a little racist to me. He also adds fuel to the fire in response to this same question from the doctor about, uh, well, as you know... Blacks were guinea pigs for experiments over the last 75 years. Now i got to circle back and 
like I did that circle back to dividing America and saying that America's not divided. Well, when you make statements like that, it creates division. Um, sorry to say, but again, here's where you act like a fucking fool. There was one Trump supporter who did uh, have a question about minimum wage. And what I find interesting is that of all the questions posed, you know, once the person introduced themselves and asked the question, Biden would give a quick little quip of, you know, oh, you're doing a great job. I respect you, blah, blah, blah. Well, not to this person. He just stands there like a statue and listens to the question and then continues on with his uh, his BS answer about, uh, okay, that's all I'm going to really mention about uh, the town hall meeting because uh, we could go on for days and pick every little bit of it apart, but I don't want to do that. I want to move on to some other stuff like uh, which kind of falls into this town hall uh, topic. We're going to just touch on... Uh, B.P. Harris's statement that uh, the previous administration had no plan or stockpile for uh, COVID vaccinations. Well, you're using their plan right now, letting the states decide on how to distribute the vaccinations, because, again, every state is a little bit different. And as for a stockpile, uh, the vaccine just rolled out in December and is going out the door as quickly as it can be made. So, of course, there's not going to be a stockpile. That takes a lot of time. But, again, I guess you just, you know, want to, you know, jump on Trump and bash him and not give him credit for anything he has done now. Even Dr. Fauci stated that uh, they were using uh, the Trump's plan uh, of letting the states uh, handle how to distribute the vaccination. But what's even funnier is then Fauci backtracks about a week later and says, oh, wait, no, there was no plan. And so now there was no plan, but there was a plan before. Yeah. My guess is that since Fauci really isn't a politician, he seems kind of clueless that they kind of bullied him into saying that there wasn't a plan to back up the VP because, God forbid, we can't make uh, the VP you know, look bad in the eyes of the people. I mean, that would just be awful. This vaccination came out in record time thanks to Trump and Operation Warp Speed. I know a lot of protocols were probably ignored, not used, as it can take years for uh, a vaccination to come out. And this one came out really fast, uh, a little too fast in my opinion. Uh, I know that people right now, uh, some people are still getting the virus, even after being vaccinated. And, you know, God help them, people are dying. Um not in record numbers or anything like that, but people are dying because they have some sort of reaction to the virus. And, uh, you know, that does happen. But, you know, if they had taken a little bit more time, maybe they could have mitigated this as much as they could. But, you know, when you have a whole country screaming for help, you know, sometimes you rush things and it's not the greatest, but it's something to help at least uh, psychologically ease the minds of the people. But again, you know, I think they came out with it a little too quick. Am I going to get this vaccination? I'm really on the fence. I'm really kind of leaning towards no, just because we don't know the long-term effects. And uh, I just can't bring myself to do it just yet, you know, unless something miraculous happens to change my mind, which I doubt that will. But, you know, we'll see. Again, you can find links to these stories in uh, the show notes. Um, so I encourage you to take a look and look it up for yourself. Uh, 
I'm going to move on to now about minimum wage because that was also brought up in the town hall. You know, it was uh, started in 1938 under the Congress passed the Fair Labor and Standards Act. Um, one thing I wasn't really aware of um, is it actually started in 1912 in the state of Massachusetts. They were the first to enact a uh, minimum wage. And uh, they were followed by, you know, California, Colorado, New Mexico, Nebraska, Oregon, and Utah, Washington, Wisconsin. I had no idea. It was interesting to learn. Let's see, since it has been uh, passed in 1938, it's been raised 22 times by 12 different presidents. To me, and I've always thought this, even as a teenager, minimum wage is not meant to be a living wage, as everyone keeps screaming. And to raise it up to $15 an hour still wouldn't make it a living wage. Um, you can't live on $15 an hour unless you live in the middle of nowhere. But, you know... I think there's just very few places you could actually live off of that. And to more than double it uh, in one fail swoop would be just detrimental to businesses, especially small businesses. I fear that a lot of businesses will go out of business. Uh, lots of people are going to lose their jobs. And uh, I think the only ones that really benefit from this would be... Uh, you know, big corporations, because it does put the little guy out of business. And some of these corporations, uh, like, say, fast food, we use fast food as an example, that uh, they can automate a lot of stuff. Right now, in a few places, I've already seen the little kiosks where you can order your food, pay, and then it only takes one or two people behind the counter to whip it up and hand it to you. Um, I've even seen video in the past of uh, complete automation of making your food. Then you would only need like one or two people in an entire fast food restaurant to run it while the machines make your food and help put it on the counter for you. Um, so a lot of people are going to lose their job. It was, at least when I was a kid, you know, minimum wage was, you know, get some experience working and then you're supposed to, you know, either A, go to school or find another job and better yourself so that you can make a better wage, a living wage. But uh, apparently everyone wants to do the minimum amount of work for the most amount of pay, which, of course, all of us are like that. But let's be realistic. Uh, there's not many jobs out there that you can do that. And uh, it's just not that feasible. And what happens if you do raise it to $15 an hour? What about the people that are making $15 an hour already and some person comes in off the street, starts day one making $15 an hour. What are you going to do about those you know, employees that have been there for a while and have earned raises and are up to $15 an hour? Are you going to, are you going to raise their pay? Probably not. You know, They're probably going to be shit out of luck. You know, Is it fair? No. But you know, if it's a small business from a you know, money perspective, you know, they got to keep their costs down. And you know, so that means probably going to lose people uh, that have been there a while that know your business. They're going to, you know, get upset and mad and go find a new job. And then you're out good people, you know, and it's too bad, but Hey, I get it. You know, I think the minimum wage does need to be increased. You know, it's currently at seven twenty-five an hour and that was 11 years ago. So yeah, it is time to, you know, raise it up a little bit, but to double it, right away, I think would just be an awful idea. Again, I think you'd see a lot of people out of work, a lot of businesses close, 
And we've already had enough of uh, businesses closing with this COVID nonsense that we've been putting up with for the last year. And seems to be no end in sight. You know, hopefully, you know, they're smart and slowly increase it. And I don't mean, when I say slowly, I don't mean over the next four years. You know, over the next 10 years, raise it up gradually. Maybe adjust it a little bit higher each time you, uh, you raise it. I don't know. I'm not an economist, not an accountant. But, you know, just do it smartly, which I know is a lot to ask. All right, I'm going to move on to, because uh, I can't stay away from this subject, is uh, the Governor Newsom recall. Uh, being a California resident, yeah, I've seen the effects of what this governor can do and, well, actually what he does not do. Uh, he seems to cater to the rich and the lobbyists, and it looks like he's just out for a good time. But uh, with this recall now, it's being put out that, you know, that they want to verify the signatures on all the recalls uh, petitions, which is ironic because no one believes they actually you know, verified signatures on all those mail-in ballots they had, but they claim they have. You know, it, it just amuses me, the irony of it all. Um, from a state that you know wants illegal immigrants to vote, or they think that voter IDs are a bad idea to vote, that it's voter suppression, but yet they're willing to uh, require signature verification for uh, all the recall ballots. It's just uh, funny. Uh, I say that's uh, recall suppression. You know, why do we need to verify uh, signatures uh, if uh, we're not going to do it for an election? Again, they claim they have, but I'm sorry, I just don't buy it. Um, which, I'll just quickly talk about voter suppression real quick here. Uh, you know, requiring an ID for, that, that's not voter suppression, that's just common freaking sense. I mean, give me a break. I mean, you need an ID to buy a house, a car, alcohol, cigarettes, a gun. Hell, you need a ID to get food stamps or welfare, open a bank account. Hell, even adopt a pet, you need an identification. The list goes on. I mean, it's just really freaking stupid but you know that's the argument being made you know for uh, voter suppression and requiring ids i know that kind of goes around the world with the whole newsome recall but it kind of fits together a little bit hey it is what it is and you know we'll move on all right the next topic we're going to talk about is satire news sites and how people seem to take them as real now we all know the onion babylon b uh, if you're in the military, you're very familiar with Duffel Blog, which is hilarious in my opinion. But there's other news sites out there that are, you know, satire sites that are not as well known. And I do notice on social media, a lot of people post that stuff as, you know, true news. And then it gets people all fired up, you know, with the little angry emoji icons or, you know, the comments about, you know, this flipping asshole is ruining da 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 da. You know what? If it sounds a little too outrageous, it probably is. The writing for some of these news stories, uh, satire news stories, is really good. And it looks like actual real news. And uh, if it's an inflammatory story, I tend to check it out myself. You know, I want to see it on other news sites or publications, you know. And usually you can find out, you know, it's, it's a satire news story. So before you get yourself all worked up, check things out. Like right now, one that's making the rounds again is uh, Nancy Pelosi being drunk and causing a plane to land in like Idaho or something like that. Now, do I believe something like that could happen? Sure. Did it happen? No. 
as much as I don't like Nancy Pelosi, this story is complete bullshit. It's off a satire news site. It takes all of 10 seconds to look it up and find out that it is BS. Because you can go right to where it was published, and even in the title of uh, the publication, it says, you know, satire news, or something to that effect. So again, people, just uh, check sources, you know? Make sure it's... Make sure it's real before you get yourself all fired up and start sharing it and firing up other people. Don't let stuff like that raise your blood pressure for no reason. I mean, it's just, you know, there's enough things to raise your blood pressure nowadays. Don't let satire news do that to you. Take a few seconds, look it up, verify it, and then move on. You know, have a good laugh. Have a good chuckle at uh, satire news. I always do. I always read a couple a day just to, just to make me laugh. That is all I have for today, so uh, I hope you enjoyed, and uh, please hit that subscribe button. The podcast will get better as time goes on, but since this is my only second one, you know, still a little rough, but I enjoyed doing it. Uh, But I hope you guys have a great rest of the day, and God bless America.